everybody. You're all looking good today. We want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is February 21, 2024, 3 p.m. Jerusalem time. This is the Israel Watch, which we do every week at this time with our very own Karen Davis leading. And it looks like Susan Hagee is going to be leading today. And then assorted guests, sounds like. We just want to, Karen and Susan, I just want to speak a blessing over you both. And Father, we just love Karen and we love Susan. And we're so thankful that they're a part of the Global Watch. And we're just thankful for their lives and their ministry. We just bless you in the name of Yeshua. We just declare God's favor surrounding you as with a shield, that you're both growing in favor with God and with man every single day. And we just declare his wisdom that you would have that as in Ephesians 1, that spirit of wisdom and revelation that you would know him better and that you would have renewed strength. Even on your weakest days, God would actually renew your strength and you'd end up the day feeling more energized than ever. And you'd say, uh, this has to be God. It can't be me. And we just say that you're going to be giving praise and having testimony every single day of things that God is doing. We just declare over both of you great protection, a wall of fire around you that the enemy cannot penetrate. No weapon formed against you would, will prosper. God would hide you in the shelter of his wings that no harm would come to you. We say that there's a fortress around your home, Karen Davis. You're not going to have any more break-ins, no more, no more of the enemy trying to disrupt things. And Susan, we just declare over you, no problems with any of your possessions as well. We just declare divine health over the both of you. And we say, with long life, I will satisfy them. And that is going to be long, healthy life until the day that Yeshua takes you home. You're going to be praising him. You're going to have minds that are sharp as attack. You're going to have bodies that are, are renewed like your youth is renewed like the eagles. And we declare most of all that every single day this week, the joy of the Lord would be your strength in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Fred. <laughs> the scripture that comes to my mind that actually came forth in our two o'clock watch yesterday is from Psalm 89, verse 15. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They will Come walk on. in the light of your countenance. And I, some of you may have been on, joined us yesterday for our live stream. I came in with one song list and we went out with another one completely <laughs> because the joy of the Lord broke forth and we found ourselves Pam Singer was, I don't know if Pam's on the song, on the call today, but she had a song of the Lord, the Holy One of God is, the Holy One is in the midst of you. And we wow. just kept echoing that. And then it went into shout unto God with the voice of triumph. And nothing has changed here. Things are as tense as they've ever been. Things are continuing to heat up on the northern border. There was a report of a, a rocket that landed in Susan's, somewhere near her backyard in Akko. And we, things have really been quite tense as always, as they have been. But really in the midst of it, God is strengthening us and he's continuing to bring forth the shout of victory because it's the shout wow. of the king that's in us and he's stirring us up. I know most of you or many of you have read what I just posted yesterday on the call to the three days of repentance, prayer, and fasting for the body of Messiah in Israel starting this coming Sunday. And I believe on the four o'clock briefing today, you're going to be praying into that 
but there's a stirring, there's a momentum happening in the body. And I believe that, of course, the Lord is causing us to have to rise up and have to come together in the spirit of unity. Really, he is mighty in our midst, and we are seeing breakthroughs. Even as the enemy is trying to attack, there, there's the Lord is raising up a standard against him. So hallelujah. So I just want to, okay, today I'm very blessed. Of course, we have Susan leading, but we have a, a, a guest who's a very dear friend, brother, John Howerton. Can you just raise, you know, like shake, yeah, yeah, John, who's become a dear friend of mine as well, a man who carries such a heart of compassion, and especially as he's ministered to Holocaust survivors for years here in Israel and partnered with Susan at times as well. So we're very blessed that we're going to be hearing from John today out of that heart of compassion. So before before we get into that, Susan asked me specifically <laughs> to sing this song that I actually, I'm about to release a lyric video and we were hoping it would be done today and we could show the video. So I don't think it'll be done till tomorrow. So I'm going to sing it live because it does really echo this call to prayer or the call for us to be a kingdom of priests and to answer that call. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, worthy is the Lamb that was saved. 
partakers of your holiness, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that the shout of the King is among us, oh God. Lord, help us to hear that shout, oh God. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, that shout that will push back the darkness, oh God. Hallelujah. For you are seated upon the throne, the Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Karen. That song just really, if it wasn't for grace, where would we be? And I love that song, thank you. I wanna tell you, before John joins us and shares what he has to say today, he would remember what year, I don't, but the year that I met him and his wife then in uh, Rod, it was grace, because I literally was praying for God to help, please, I need someone to be able to pay attention to the survivors in Iran, someone Russian speaking and someone who, who cared and understood them from who they were. And John and Angela showed up. And since that year, ever since, they have continued to come back. They have developed roots with the survivors in Iran. And they have a very special place in what we do a special understanding. And I'm very pleased to be able to call John and Angela friends. But John also has, he has a real gift for when he speaks, even just sharing little things. I just sit and listen and just, I just take it in. And he was just here for a few days. He was here for a, a lightning trip to Israel. And I'm, I'm going to guess he's going to tell you a little bit about that. And just for that short time, he was here in spite of difficult times at home. And yet he came and he served Israel. He served the people here. And God just speaks to him. And so I am very grateful. I'm very grateful. John, thank you for giving us your time. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. So it's my understanding I only have three hours to share. Okay, just kidding. Don't worry. But um, there's so much to share. Uh, I was in Israel for just three weeks. Normally, we're there two or three months, but only three weeks this last time. The Lord sent me with a message to the Messianic congregations. I want to open today with Psalm 83. I'm going to reference a bunch of scripture. Probably it's best if you want to just write down the reference because I'm going to really try to rush. There's a lot of things to share. But we're living in the times of Psalm 83. And it's, by the way, a Psalm of Asaph. And it's not a coincidence. My spiritual son pastors a congregation in Israel. It's called Beit Asaph. So here's a song from Asaph. O God, do not keep silent. Be not quiet, O God, be not still. See how your enemies are astir, how your foes rear their heads with cunning. They conspire against your people. They plot against those you cherish. Come, they say, let us destroy them as a nation, that the name of Israel be remembered no more. With one mind, they plot together. They form an alliance against you. And then it lists all these different nations that are mainly composed of the major enemies of Israel today. We're living in that time of Psalm 83. 
when I was coming to Israel, I was praying about, he gave me several reasons, purpose for being in Israel, but one was to share this message with the Messianic believers in Israel. It comes from Zechariah chapter 12, 13, and 14. So very quickly again, because I have a very short time, chapter 12 talks about how all of the nations are going to come against Israel. And we're seeing that today in this world, not only the hostile enemies who are literally attacking Israel today are on the verge of attacking Israel. We know of them very well, but even now Western nations, populations, governments are rising up against Israel like a large alliance of almost all nations. Yesterday, there was a vote in the United Nations only the United States vetoed the vote to force Israel into a ceasefire. And more and more, there's pressure on Israel by all the nations coming against them. In Zechariah chapter 12, it talks about all the nations coming against Israel. And the Lord is going to defend Jerusalem and Judea. And I wanted to read from starting verse 10. It's The Lord says, and I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. I believe that's happening right now. They will look, who's this? The people of Israel, they will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. On that day, the weeping in Jerusalem will be great. And it, it continues speaking about when the Lord pours out this spirit of prayer, supplication and grace on his people, the result is their eyes will be open and they will look on the one whom they've pierced, Yeshua. And what is the result? They will mourn. There will be repentance. Chapter 13 speaks about the, the result of repentance. There'll be a cleansing of the land, of all the idols, of everything that Israel looked to other in place of Elohim, in place of God. All of that will be cleansed. Chapter 14 then continues, and guess what happens? Messiah comes to fight the battles for Israel. I was watching an interview of some of the IDF soldiers in Gaza, they asked him, what do you need most? And you know what they said? Messiah. We need Messiah to come and fight our battles. There's something happening as God now pours out the spirit of grace and supplication. There is an opportunity now. Eyes are being opened uh, among his people. And so this is the beginning of the message that I brought and I believe is still a continuing message for the Messianic congregations in Israel and for everyone who has a ministry to Jewish people and to uh, the state of Israel. Um, I was in Netanya. I was staying in the hotel and in this hotel in Netanya, which is up north by the sea, we had all these people who were evacuees from Zderot. Zderot, it's the most targeted city in Israel. And there on October 7th, they had also a terrible slaughter of people. There's a huge evacuation. There's 35,000 people living in Zderot. 
And today there's only about 7,000 remaining in Zderot, so many evacuated. And uh, so I was in this hotel and I stayed there a few days. And uh, I just want to tell you about how the Lord uh, continued to confirm this message. I was staying on the fourth floor facing the Mediterranean Sea. And every morning when I would get up, I would have my quiet time, my devotional time. I'd be praying and have the word in front of me and be listening was God saying. And I would look out. It was glass from floor to ceiling. It was glass. So I had a really good view of the Mediterranean. And so one morning as I'm sitting there and praying and reading God's word, I saw on the horizon a storm approaching. A huge storm was coming. And uh, during that time, it was cold. And the storm is coming, but I saw something unusual. It was the first time I ever saw this in my life. And it was a rainbow in front of the storm that was approaching. Normally, after the storm is finished and things are clearing up, you see a rainbow appear. Okay, now everything's good, right? But this was the first time I ever saw this. It was crazy. There's a big storm. It's coming. And I, I see it slowly moving towards me. And the rainbows with it, like right in front of it, traveling with it. And so I took a picture. And then it got closer and closer. And finally, it was the rainbow was touching the beach in front of me there as the storm came. So this rainbow traveled together with the storm. And it then came right over me, over our hotel. And suddenly the skies were opened and it was clear and sun shining. And so the uh, Lord showed me, I was reading at the time Psalm 46. Let me read this. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And the Lord showed me through this storm. The storm is the storm that was approaching and then came over Israel. This tremendous storm with all the force of its winds and the rain it was coming, but with it was the rainbow, and the rainbow never disappeared. The rainbow remained through the storm, completely through the storm. And the Lord showed me that rainbow represented the promise of God, all the promises of God, his word. And so as a storm came over Israel, he's reminding us that his word, his promises remain true. And as a storm went over suddenly it was cleared and the lord said this is the fulfillment of my promises of my word so we can stand 
on every promise that he has given us in the midst of the storm. Now that was one day. Then the next day, I'm doing the same thing, but a little earlier. It's really, it's at the very beginning of the day. The sun hasn't completely risen. It's, it's a bit dark outside. And I'm sitting by the window facing the Mediterranean Sea. And oh, the storm was already blasting. The wind was howling and I was just sitting there and I was in a warm hotel room, but it made me shiver just looking at the scene outside. The wind so strong, the rain just pouring in sheets and the waves were so big. And I was really thankful to be in a nice warm place at that time. And I was reading in Isaiah. And suddenly I noticed down on the beach something. I thought, are you kidding me? And what I saw down on the beach were two guys with surfboards. Here it is, almost dark at this moment. The storm is howling. The wind is so strong. The rain is pouring in. And who would get up out of their warm, cozy bed in such an hour, get their gear on and go walking down to the beach with surfboards? I thought, these guys are crazy. They're so crazy. How could they do it? I'm, and I'm talking to the Lord, like, what, what's with these guys? And I watched him and they actually did it. They waded into this dark surf and got on their boards, on their stomachs and started to paddle against these big waves and the current and the wind. And I, I saw them struggle and struggle. I thought, wow, the discomfort, how unpleasant it must be and the effort. This is really just crazy. And I watched them struggle, struggle, and they got way out there till they found one of the biggest waves and they were happy with that. They got up on their board and they rode the wave. And I thought, this is crazy. I'm going to time this, how long they're on this board. And they were on that board a whole 10 seconds. 10 seconds, that's it. They had left the comfort of their home they left the shelter of the warm place, dry place. They left that shelter, went out in the dark, went into the cold, dark surf, fought the waves and the current, struggled to get out there for a 10-second ride. And I said, Lord, what's with these guys? Why did they do it? And you know what the Lord told me? He said, opportunity. Certainly there was a great storm, but with the great storm, it made waves that I had never seen in Israel before. I never saw waves the size that I saw on that morning in Israel off the coast of Netanya. And so with the great storm came the great waves, which were for these guys, the opportunity of their life. The storm results had created that.
for which these people had a passion for, they had a love for, and they were willing to pay the price. They were willing to leave their comfort zone. They were willing to go out into unpleasant situation. They were willing to fight and struggle to get where they had seen opportunity, the greatest waves they had ever seen. And the Lord showed me, this is what I'm talking about now in Zechariah chapter 12, where I pour out now the spirit of grace and supplication on my people that their eyes will become open and they will see the one whom they have pierced, Messiah. And now is the opportunity for us who love Israel, who love the people of Israel. It's the time. It's the storm. Without the storm, there wouldn't have been the big waves. There wouldn't be the opportunity. But now is the opportunity. And what was I reading at that moment? I was reading this from Isaiah chapter 60 for us. Arise, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. Does it? Is darkness covering the earth right now? Yes. And thick darkness is over the peoples. But thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. The Lord saying now, now with the great storm has come the greatest opportunities. I'm opening up the opportunities. I'm opening up eyes. I'm removing the veil that covers understanding. I'm removing the scales that have blinded the eyes, the hearts of my people. And so now it's time for us who have a love for Israel to rise because the Lord says his glory is upon us and the nations will come to this light. And in my experience, while I was in Israel this time, this was confirmed. I was working with several congregations from the south of Israel to the north in ministry to people that would never have received us before, except now during this great storm, some things have happened where those who have been closed to hearing from the Messianic believers, they are now open to receive. Uh, in particular, um, I was in ministry in Zderot and working with a, a great team of Messianic believers. And they are able to go in their community now with relief, goods, humanitarian aid, goods, groceries, meals, for the traumatized people in those areas, around Zderot, Netivot, near Oz, Beri, all of these places that suffered the terrible horrors of October 7th. Now these homes are open for us to come and to share the love of Yeshua. And uh, while I was there just a few days, I, I was able to pray with some Jewish people who wanted the hope that is in Yeshua, praise God. And so that was one thing that we saw as a confirmation of this word that I've shared with you from Zechariah and from uh, Isaiah and from the Psalms. And another one was opportunity to have ministry among the brave men and women in the IDF. 
before this was a restricted area and it was a hands-off for the messianic congregations to reach these people but now those rules have been suspended and the people that i work with have been able to go to the idf and bring ministry to them we've been able to supply them with things that they're lacking the reservists there were 360,000 reservists called up and there weren't supplies for these people we've been able to supply them with things like rain gear for the soldiers up in the north by uh, the border with Lebanon, they didn't have rain gear, coats and that. And it's cold, rainy, some places snowing. Uh, we were able to, through the other ministries, help supply helmets, armored vests. We heard that some big organizations supplied them with armored vests that didn't work. Bullets penetrated, but we we're able to buy vests that are the highest quality that uh, will protect the young men and women in the IDF. Also, we supplied other things. They do things like barbecues for the soldiers who are fighting in Gaza and bring them groceries. We provided a refrigerator for one unit that had no refrigeration. They were getting sick from spoiled food. Because of that, these soldiers have responded with such gratitude. They were even having special ceremonies to honor some of our uh, leaders among the Messianic congregations, where they gave them awards for uh, their outreach to them and for their gifts to them, helping the soldiers boost their morale and, of course, in a practical way, they're aiding the young men and women who are fighting the battles for Israel. So. My testimony is this, the word of God is sure. And so, yes, we're in the midst of this storm and things. It's everything that Karen was talking about in the very beginning. The storm, I believe, is going to get more severe before it gets better. And it's long term. And it's this time, it's not like in 2014 or other times where it's a temporary thing and Israel backs down and then it will just be repeated and repeated. But I think this time we're truly in the long-term fight for the life of Israel. And ultimately we will see Messiah respond. He will come and he will be the one who fights for Israel. It won't be in America. It won't be a UN. It won't be a European Union. Because in the end, I think as the scripture shows us, all the nations will ultimately ally themselves against Israel. But Messiah is coming and he is sufficient and he will win the battle for the people of Israel. But what's, what is our time now? Our time now is opportunity. In this storm, we have the biggest waves of our lifetime. And if we are like those surfers, it humbles me to see the zeal of two probably, probably secular people who will sacrifice, leave their comfort zone and do whatever it takes to go out and bring the love, the life, the hope that is in Yeshua to his people. And so I'm challenged by them. I'm challenged. The Lord let me see that so I could hear the message and share that message and challenge you too, that you would be willing as you pray and say, Lord, I'm willing to leave my comfort zone. I'm willing to take the risk. I'm willing to do go into areas that are maybe unpleasant or maybe a little risky 
but I'm willing to do this at this time as you pour out the spirit of grace and supplication, as you begin to open the eyes of your people, Israel. Lord, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm going to the next level in my desire to use the opportunity to reach your people, Israel. So there it is in a nutshell, the message the Lord gave me during our my time in uh, Israel. And we were able to see a lot of lives touched in a short amount of time. And uh, so I plan to return hopefully very soon. So that's it for me. If you have any questions or you want to just continue, Susan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John. What we've just heard is truth from the Bible, truth from someone of the experience. We all have opportunities, no matter where we are in the world, no matter what opportunities come along. And we all have the storms. The storm here in Israel is huge. And I agree with you. I think that it probably is going to ramp up more. But God is in the midst of the storm. He is there. His rainbow is there. Such a beautiful way that you have, have given it to us. And I just want to say, John, I just want to say thank you. You keep coming back. And the Lord expands your view. And it, it, you started with one area with, with small things, and you've grown into large things. You've been faithful with the little things. And God has given you the big things now and to share with others. And I see you return again and again, no matter how hard. And you've been faithful. And God has given you the grace. And I want to say thank you. Thank you. We always look forward to you returning. And thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you. Fred, do you want to, to take over from here? Susan Rao, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you here. I'm not I'm <clears throat> John, your message makes me want to jump on a plane right now and go over to Israel. And so Susan and I are wrestling with when we're going to go back. <laughs> so I'm in a, I'm in a personal, the Lord's speaking to me personally. So I'm, I want to just defer to my wife, but John, I really appreciate your message. And, uh, and we're in the war and the swirl that we're all in. And those of us who are in the nations and are not living in Israel, the Lord is calling us and he's calling us to, I think, make for each one of us it's different but to make a certain sacrifice and what is it the lord's been speaking to me what does it actually mean to actually stand with israel and of course it, it becomes very personal it's about the people ultimately it's not just about a map on the wall and and your what you're saying really is has been touching my heart susan i'm a little bit of a mess right now so i'm susan rouse mm -hmm. so i'm turning it back over to you oh you're probably just one cell further than i am <laughs> I, I just feel like weeping because that message is apropos for the hour that we're in yep. i would just like to jump into prayer let's pray for israel first and then for uh, all of us as watchmen those who have concerns for israel that we do not lose courage at this hour and uh, the thing that i've been really studying uh, really over the last couple weeks is the reality that when Israel went and crossed over into uh, during the Passover, the first people to attack them were the Amalekites, and they weren't really ready, but they still prevailed, and that was 
Moses and Aaron and her and all of that stuff. But I'm trying to say that we as watchmen do not shrink back from the challenges. That we get our surfboards out and we get ready to go into that wave of opportunity. And Fred and I are getting more and more used to just facing the opposition and dealing with it rather than letting it shrinking back and trying to be nice. <laughs> We've all been there and it's a struggle. The more that we lean into it, the more God gives us wisdom. And I've found that. So I'd like to pray for us as watchmen not to lose heart or courage in the battles that we are all facing. And believe me, if you're standing as a watchman, you're going to get the winds of the fierceness of the rage of Satan. But we stand on the rock which cannot be moved, which is Jesus Christ in his word to us. So uh, I'd like to Let's... pray for the watch, watchmen, but I'd also like to pray first for Israel, that this is a time that they do not lose heart um, and do not get satisfied with a little bit of a win, um, but they have to go in for the full promises because they did not take it going first into the promised land. There was land that they did not take and you know what? You hear the words, the lands of the Philistine, Lebanon, the same lands that are now erupting to attack them. This yeah, so is not a time to shrink back. Let's take some a little bit of time to pray. Tim Wilson in Australia, would you would you like to just start us off? Just just as Susan was saying, just praying for Israel, and then we'll go to uh, Shirley uh, Zemko. Abba, we thank you for what you've shown us through John. I'm not sure why I'm getting a phone call this time. I'm not sorry. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you are encouraging us to go out from our comfort and to tackle what you put before us, to take the opportunities that there are. And so we're praying that for the people of Israel, that their eyes will be open in the midst of their pain, their suffering, their fighting, their continuing to supply the needs of those that are fighting, everything that's going on in the land and everyone that's in the land, we're asking that in the midst of this storm, you will open their eyes to the rainbow. You will open their eyes to the light that comes from heaven, to the God who is faithful to his promises, and that in the midst of this, many will come to know you in the midst of this many will come to know your comfort and many will see your light and we ask for it in the name of yeshua the light of israel amen amen thank you tim go ahead bill and shirley as the lord leads you to just pray into this oh father i thank you for the believers that are in the land of israel and i thank you lord for the examples of what it looks like to have a resolve <clears throat> even in the midst of fire we thank you father that is so revealed in the book of daniel but i thank you father for these opportunities and i thank you lord that the body of messiah that is in the land are stepping into their place into the fullness of their identity lord in front of all to see we thank you lord that they are a people that walks out your promises lord that they are laying hold and not letting go we thank you lord for those that are the intercessors that are in israel today that are standing between the porch and the altar and crying out for souls 
And we thank you, Father, for even the uh, events that have taken place and are coming into these events, Lord, of the meetings of prayer that bring the Jews and the Arabs together to stand as one in prayer and faith. And Father, I thank you that even in the midst of the greatest storm that Israel has seen to date in this generation, you're in the midst of the storm. You even stir up storms, God, to reveal who you are. And Father, I pray for there to be just a solid resolve for the believers that are in the land, for strengthening, Lord, of their faith, that you would undergird them, Lord, as they have that belt of truth, Lord, that ties everything else together and holds it firm. Father, we thank you that you go before your people and that you're their rear guard, that you will surround them on all sides and give them the eyes to see, just as you did our brother here, Lord, from that their seated position in heavenly places, Lord, where they can see the storm, but they also see the promise and know the end from the beginning and your faithfulness to them all. And Lord, thank you for what you are doing among the people. Thank you for opening their hearts and thank you for sending your messengers, Father, into their homes, Lord, with not only your word, but Father, they come with the practical things that makes, your word tells us that a man's gift makes room. And so Father, thank you for the gifts that are in your people to take into these homes, Lord, where there's not been the openness before, that Lord, you are using this as an opportunity. You are giving opportunity to the believers on many fronts. And Father, I pray for strength for them, for everything that they need, Lord God, that they've set their hands to would prosper for your kingdom in the name of Yeshua. Thank you, Father, for the testimony. Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul had writings of Timothy of what persecutions he endured and the Lord rescued me from them all. He said, and we have prayed that there would be the revelation given to your people, Lord, even this day and that or that they can draw from what they know of your word, and then salvation can be received. That trust can develop, Lord, even this day. Our hearts cry out, Lord, for those that, the Jewish people even that were meeting here in the U.S., Lord, Ori, on the days of Hanukkah, light. Lord, let your light shine. Let Israel, even now, so break forth with truth, with light. In Yeshua's name, we thank you and praise you for the agreement that we have as pertaining to the spiritual warfare, knowing that we're not fighting just with carnal weapons, but Lord, pertaining to the way that there's such agreement, true unity, Lord, one body, and Lord, we just proclaim your faithfulness over these days that there will be those who have the testimony of how you delivered and you saved and you brought shalom indeed in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bill and Shirley. Um, let's go to Trinda in Canada and then Karen will turn it over to you. We stand today as your Aaron and hers. As we are today in this land outside of Israel, we stand with you as you stand and we raise your hands from this point, from our lands here. We stand and we commit to lift up your hands in prayer as your errands and your hers. And Amalek came and fought with Israel. And Moses said to Joshua, choose men that go out and fight with Amalek. 
and tomorrow he will stand with the rod of God in his hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. We hold up your hands as you prevail, as you stand. And when he let down his hands, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it, and Aaron and Hur supported him and his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady. We pray that your hands be steady this day. As you walk this out, as you are in the midst of your storm and the storm of your life, we come around you and we lift up your hands. We stand on your left and we stand on your right and we hold you up and we hold your hands and we say, look up, look up for your redemption draws nigh, O Israel. And we stand on behalf of the people here and outside of Israel. And we say, lift up the hands that those are standing, of those that stand in the land. And we commit this day to lift up your hands spiritually. And, and those that stand beside you, may they lift up your hands and be strengthened. Amen. And may you prevail. And Aaron and her supported his hands. One on one side, one on the other side. And your hands be steady. And Joshua defeated, may you defeat, may you defeat, may, they, may the enemy defeated as you stand this day. We pray in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen. Joshua, Thank you. That's, that's Exodus 17, 9 through 13. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Trinda. I just, I want to say something about what John has been doing, because the way you came into the land this time, was to empower the body of Messiah to do the work of the ministry. You came with resources and by putting them in the hands of the messianic body, it gave the, the messianics that open, the open door to, to bring that really carrying the name of Yeshua and to be a witness to our people. And I just wanna thank you for doing that and knowing that this is the hour this is a partnership, but we are on the front lines and there's so many in the Messianic body that have been prepared all their lives for this moment. And God is now opening the doors for us to speak in, into our nation. And I just wanna share also, all, many of you uh, probably already know uh, Renee Shmuel, who has been a witness to the soldiers for many years. But there's also another Israeli woman, a Sabra from the land, Dahlia Derry. Many of you know her as well. And the doors that God has opened, she is now receiving donations from people in the nations, primarily Asia, where she ministered for years. And doors of people, the soldiers coming to her house to pick up the uniforms, like John was saying, the rain gear and the, the, the vests and the things that they need. And I, this is recorded in, in anyway, but she's having opportunities really to pray for soldiers. Hearts are so open and relationships are being made. And it is absolutely the hour of unique opportunity that only these circumstances could create. And so I just want to just say, uh, confirm everything that John has been saying and yeah, and thanking everybody. <laughs> Amen. Amen.
there's a momentum. I think that's what I want to say is that, that mm -hmm. the wave is, are, as the waves are getting larger, there's even yesterday, some of us were on the mountain praying, interceding with the weapons of our warfare, but we also had a busload, a team of people from the congregation that went all the way down to Kibbutz Re'im, right at the most, very most southern border, and had the opportunity to, they were harvesting fruit, but they also had the opportunity to pray for one of the farmers and uh, to worship the Lord, to sing uh, Isaiah 61 over all the, the areas where there were massacres. And so the Lord has sent, he's really mobilizing the body and sending out us out. We all have different assignments right now, but it's an amazing time. So that's really what I wanted to share. Karen, would you just pray for us in the nations, both Jew and Gentile in the nations, and on the global watch and the people that we reach, that the Lord would give us uh, divine connections um, and would show us how we how He can use us in this time. Some of us, it's prayer. Some of us, it's prayer and giving. Some of us, it's prayer and giving and going. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's a whole, you know, it's just like there is, as you're speaking, there are many opportunities and the Lord wants to open our eyes to that. And I think you in the land rep representing the people in the land, really, you're more aware than many of us in the nations about what the opportunities actually are. And we, our eyes need to be open to that so that Yeshua can speak to us. And if, if you would just pray into that or worship yes. into that, I, however the Lord leads yeah. you. I, I just want to respond to that as well. One of the things that's going on right now, I just said that we had a busload of people that went down. We've been doing this. Actually, our congregation has been taking a busload every week, once a week, because the harvests are the harvest of fruits and uh, the avocados. They're ripe right now, and they're just going to spoil because there's no workers. All the Palestinian workers are not coming in now. And, and so farmers are just going to be devastated, as well as this is a food supply. So we've been responding to that. But the thing is, the buses that are taking us down there have been with, are being rented with funds from people from the nations. So it's, the, again, this partnership. And even yesterday, we had German believers on that bus with us. So it was Germans and Jews together, those uh -huh. who, and that witness. And in fact, there are many the real, the ones, you have to have a very strong heart for the for Israel to come at a time like this. And so those are the ones that are coming. And there's no condemnation on anybody here. You don't need to get on a plane unless God is really saying it. But for those that God is saying it, it's a tremendous witness to our nation when we need the comfort of the nations desperately, as, as John described, all the nations turning against us. Even uh, I, that vote that happened in the UN, the, the UK abstained. So where's the voice of, of the UK? So it really is ramping up that this sense of abandonment. So it's so meaningful when the believers from the nations come. And the, of course, the Germans have a special role to play. The German believers, I know we have many, there's some on this call even right now. And actually, there have been several from Herrenhut. Uli's here right now. Actually, Uli from Herrenhut, our Uli, was on the bus with our people yesterday. They were all there together. It's, 
Yeah. She's going to be on after you. <laughs> oh, praise God. She's here in the land right now. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. And there's another couple that's with us on Carmel from Heronhut that, that came at this time too. So I just, there are many opportunities and it's so meaningful if you can come, even if people come for a week or whatever. Yeah. So you want me to pray? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you, oh God. I thank you for everyone on this call whose hearts have already, you've already captured their hearts. You've already deposited within them, oh God, your compassion for the people of Israel, your compassion for this nation, oh God. And Lord, I pray that you would speak so clearly to each one what you're calling them to in this hour. Lord, there are some who just simply need to go and meet the, the rabbi of the synagogue down the road and say, we're standing with you to, to show friendship, Lord, where they are in their nations. Oh God, this is just as important because our people, the Israeli, the Jewish people are under attack everywhere and being abandoned. And Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that everyone in Global Watch, everyone on this call has been called <laughs> for such a time as this. Whether it's holding up like Aaron and her, our arms, or if it's getting on a plane, or it's sending donations, or just friendship, that is going to draw people into the kingdom. Lord, I, I just thank you for that. Oh God, thank you for the call of God that's on their lives. Thank you, Lord, that you are calling us truly to partner as Jews and Gentiles in this serious hour, oh God, and even more so as we go forward in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Lord. I pray for Sue and Fred, Lord, for continued wisdom, for strategies for, for this network. Lord, the worship interventions, the extended initiatives, Lord, that are all part of partnering with what you are doing here in the land. And so we just thank you for that sensitivity. <clears throat> and I do pray you speak to Fred and Sue that they will know if and when they're to come back here in mm -hmm. Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Karen. Um, Susan Hagee, we'll turn it over to you for last minute comments and then to Susan. Um, you know, there's one thing we're talking about people being here and serving and everything else. But there's one thing that I have noticed. Gentiles that are here, like myself, we can't imagine leaving. I have had many questions. Are you staying during the war? When are you coming back? Not just my family, many people. And I was actually supposed to go to my family in May. And I felt such unrest about getting on a plane and leaving Israel at this time. And this is what it is to stand with Israel. You stand no matter what. You stand in the wave. You are alongside everyone on that surfboard. <laughs> you go out for your opportunity. And God gives us opportunities. And they like the, like our DNA, everybody's different. Everybody's opportunity is different. And we shine when we step into it. So we stand with Israel. And John, he really stands with Israel. And he, he's a, there, there's a man, I'm telling you, that, that pray for and stand with him and his wife.